0: Welcome back to Salted Hash. I'm your host, Steve Reagan. today we're going to talk about the skills gap and how AI plays a role. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Reagan, the host of Salted Hash and this is Oliver with Vectra AI and what we're going to talk about today is the cyber skills gap, the cyber skills gap and how AI plays a role. Now I know you have some thoughts on this and you've you've been looking at the situation for a while so uh, quickly tell us what's your take on how all of this works together.
1: I think it's, uh, it's interesting. Like in a lot of other industries, people tend to worry about AI really displacing um, workers. Mm-hmm. Um, security is kind of a little bit different. Security is a bottomless pit. You can throw as many people into it as you have, and you will still not get to the end of the list of the things that you might do to make your life better. Mm-hmm. So you know, in, on the security side, I think the way to think about it is really in, in two areas. One is you have your existing staff. At any given moment in time, you have an existing number of people that you can throw at the problem of making yourself more secure. And in that context, um, the question becomes, can AI help them really work more effectively? Mm -hmm. Um, So same number of people, can they just accomplish more? And a lot of that really comes down to taking the stuff that is relatively mundane, that is more easily done by computers uh, who don't get tired, and are willing to crunch through large amounts of data and simply saying, okay, let that be done by the computer and let the results of that then be presented to the analyst Mm -hmm. where the analyst effectively needs to bring together what he or she knows about the business, the business context, and what the security technology is telling them. That's something that's kind of unique to the human individual in terms of being able to marry those. So that's one, one part of it. The other part of it is you just have a whole bunch of open recs and you can't hire. Um, and so the question there then becomes um, you know, how much of this stuff can be offloaded into AI in the medium term. Um, this, is, this is where it gets a lot more difficult. Um, I think most AI technologies are still relatively raw in terms of how you use them. Mm-hmm. They require, um, similar to kind of sims of the past, um, they require a fair amount of um, people to set up and get operational and so if you're a you know hundred thousand person company yeah you probably have the number of people requ- that, that are kind of yeah. required to actually get it set up but if you're subscale, if you're a thousand person company with a couple of guys working on security yeah, you, don't, have you don't you don't have enough manpower to actually get the thing stood up yeah. and operational And so I think what you're going to start seeing is really, uh, you know, the age of managed service providers that will have to kind of step up and deal with that part of the market. And so for them, then actually applying these AI technologies so that they can behind the scenes get the stuff done at scale makes, I think, those managed services much better and much more tractable because otherwise you're just shifting the problem to the managed service provider who can't hire either. Right. It's just like I can't hire, but neither can they.
0: So when it comes to actually getting all this stuff deployed and then long-term during mm-hmm. its use, how important is tuning and training at that point? How consistent will that have to be? Is that a role that companies may need to create for future employment? Or does it not have to worry after a while?
1: Well, I think, I think you do have to worry about it. Again, AI comes in many um, shapes and sizes, right? Um, to a large degree, I mean, you know, I always love people that, you know, vendors who just stand up or, or you know, people that say, we're, we're, you, we're using AI, and I'm like, okay, it's like standing up and saying, I'm using a Phillips screwdriver. It's like, okay, <laughs> what are you doing with it, right? What problem are you tackling? And so even on the AI side, you can see on the one hand, vendors using AI mm-hmm. in order to make their products less noisy and to make the experience and, and to build narratives that are more easily understood by humans. So that's like behind the scenes. By the time you get the product, the fact that AI went into it is almost lost to you, other than there is some magical pixie dust in there. And at a certain point, it might not be entirely interpretable, as people would call it. In other words, I can't tell you exactly why I triggered on this thing. I ran some neural net, and it said, bad, right? Then there's the flip side, which is using AI kind of in order to actually automate your operations. And so there will be products out there that are much more built around a feedback loop from end users. So the notion is, I watch you do things on a day in day out basis and then I'm like, I can take this over, I can take this over, this is rote. So rather than you sitting down and writing automation, Mm -hmm. can I observe you and can I effectively divine the automation? And so those things are constantly going to be learning and there's always a question of, how much work does the customer have to do? How much labelling effectively of results that they want or samples do they have to do in order for the systems to have reasonable efficacy? Um, and then how much movement is there in the daily, um, you know, Brownian motion of any kind of network and any kind of environment and any kind of applications? And, and what is the upkeep of that? And, you know, my, my sense is that the upkeep of that is going to be a similar problem to what you have in the SIM. Right? You train it, great. I mean in the sim case you write some automation and then everything's great until next Wednesday when somebody rolls out some other application and And you can not account for it. You can not account for it and then you get a solar flare uh, and everybody gets blinded momentarily and then they fix it and it will be an ongoing thing.
0: Then that also it's the same path to where the bigger you are the harder it is to, to implement and start to manage. And if you're constantly growing like in a SaaS vertical or something like that, mm-hmm. it becomes infinitely harder because you can't predict how big or how small you're gonna be from one quarter to the next because the market is the market.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, I mean is, the, is, is the spike in traffic volume due to just more people wanting your services or are you under a DOS attack? Yeah, right? it's like, a, are those late, breaking. How, how do you discern whether this is just, oh, this is good, you know? We, yeah. we have a lot of people coming to our website. We have a lot of people coming to our SaaS service and therefore we should be you know, seeing more load everywhere or, oh, load, this must be bad. We must be under attack, right?
0: Shut everything down quickly. So if you had advice for business leaders who are wanting to look into this, where should they start?
1: I think, um, you know, educating yourself on AI itself. I mean, you know, you have to kind of first of all, consider whether you care enough to learn like the math behind it. There are certain geeks that want to kind of learn the math, they have to kind of build a foundation from the ground up. Um, a lot of this is just re- recognizing that um, you, this is a tool, it is a means to an end, and the use case is still king. What are your fears? What do you want to tackle? How do you want to solve it? How noisy are you willing for it to be? The other thing that I think business leaders need to just incorporate in their thinking, and this is kind of really a shift in the security industry as a whole, is the fact that it makes little sense to just hire people who, who read you know, CVEs and just do what the CVE says. We're in a world now where almost everything of value that you do in the security has a degree of uncertainty to it. Mm-hmm. and. I think business leaders who simply talk about false positives as an example do themselves a disservice. Because in anything that has uncertainty in it, there will be some false positives. The question is on net, does it give you visibility? Does it give you signal that you need? And does it give, you within, give it to you within a noise budget that you can deal with? Um, and you really have to hire people that embrace that uncertainty. Um, Anything that's AI-based is not going to be. This is this is the regex that matched, and this is the CVE that you can go look up on the, you know. And now I know exactly what it is. It's like I'm going to describe a behavior to you. Basically, the way I kind of describe AI is I'm going to tell you a story, and then tell me whether it freaks you out or not, right? And that's not a black and white kind of thing, right? (laughs) Um, And you know, the best AI will tell you a a compelling story, and will add as much context as possible around it and package it all up to you. But your judgment still comes into play. So you have to be willing to have people that are A, willing to make mistakes. Their leaders can't punish them for making those mistakes because you are paying them to build up better and better judgment. Mm -hmm. And you have to have people that embrace that as well. The ambiguity and the fact that no, actually their opinion matters because they're the human check on the AI at the end of the day. Uh, we, we don't want Skynet, after all.
0: So if uh, somebody wanted to learn more about you or keep up with your work in this space, where can they find you online?
1: Sure. I'm on actually CSO online. I have a monthly blog that I do on there, and uh, I have been accused of having opinions about everything, so I write on a variety of different su- subjects. Yeah,
0: excellent, you can actually find his blog under the blog, uh, blog heading at csoonline.com. He covers this and a couple of other things, and as well, if you want to learn more about this topic in particular, look for us at csoonline.com. I'm Steve Reagan, and this has been Salted Hash. We are finishing up at RSA this year. This will be the, the final shot from here. So Woo! I'll see you back in the studio next time. Take care, and uh, come back again.